0: Welcome to the Valley View Podcast. My name is Caleb Chamberlain, and I'm the pastor here at Valley View Church. We are so grateful that you are joining our church family as we pursue the Lord's heart and His plan for all of us. It is our desire to grow, and we are excited that you get to join us in this adventure. So grab your Bible and prepare your heart to seek God's face and all that He has in store. It's been one of those weeks where I'm just like trying to set my eyes and my mind on what God has. And he is just trying to get our mindset. He's trying to get all of our mindset. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking again, just going through that every breath, that, that idea of... Because it's our desire, right? It's our, our desire for that every breath, that everything we do, that we give him praise, that we give him glory. Um, we talked about last week... Um, the last two we, the last two points were what we say matters our words have weight we have again like this is not a shame fest this was just our desires to say yes let more lord my words count they count in your kingdom they matter to you they have spiritual weight they have impact um, our authenticity matters, authenticity, growing in truth and love. As we come to God, our Father, he, he wants to hear from us. He's our great intercessor. He's like, come to me, give me what you think about this. Um, so as we're spending time engaging with His heart, being authentic, being very honest with how we feel. Because again, God doesn't want us to lie. And He knows what's in our heart. So He's like, just bring it to me. What you think of me? What do you think of this circumstance? What you think um, bring that to me. And as we spend time engaging with his heart and say, God, what's your heart for this? So we take our troubles, our woes, our thoughts and our words and exchange them for his burden, his heart, his thoughts, his words. Right. We spend time pressing into his heart. We say, God, what do you think? What's your heart for this? Because he has a perfect emotion. He has perfect thoughts. He has Perfect perception of how we are, how we look to you know to him, and that's the reality. We want we don't want our reality. We want his reality, the reality, the truth, the way, the truth in the life. We we don't want the way we see things. Like you know, yeah, we see snow. It's never going to end right now. This is our temporary thing. But the reality is, the snow is going to go away. The reality is, God knows what the days have been set. He's like, I see the end from the beginning. I see it all. So we want that. And we did this because it's our desire to grow this idea of taking it to his heart, taking it to him and saying, what is your heart? Because we want to grow in humility and in love based out of Philippians 2. Like, it, there's the unity of Christ that's being built because they're of one mind, of one heart. But that came from them gazing upon the, the humility of Christ, the laying of down of his life. We want to grow in that. We want to grow in love with one another and within humility. We want to be without blemish and shine with the love of Christ. Again, we're not there yet. I mean, who who feels like they're without blemish right now? I know that Jesus sees us away. He sees us under the blood. I mean, God the Father sees us under the blood. We are perfect because we're hidden in the image of Christ. But the reality is like, we want to shine. We want to shine with the life of Christ. He's like, no, this is the idea. I see my beloved coming out, shining without, um, without blemish. We want to have this. So this begins with our mindset. Again, this is what I'm preaching on myself. Okay, like my mindset, the way I see things, the way I'm distracted or the way I'm just frustrated or just like all the things that swirl in my mind, our minds, the way we see things, having the mind of Christ, exchanging it for the mind of Christ. And from there, it's our words, letting our words produce life. So when we have the mind of Christ, our words change. You know, again, right? Like, if, you have an, if you're surrounded by negativity, what do you sound like? Negative. Negative. If you get around a certain TV show, drama, I mean, I know I've done it in the past. I'm like, when I've watched these like, really dramatic shows, I realize my life becomes a little more dramatic. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm just reacting a little more dramatic. When I'm filtering, when I'm letting my eyes gaze, and when I'm letting my mind engage with, it becomes out of my mouth dramatic you know or you know it's it just or negative or um you, know, you get these the shows where like little little snarky and you get around like the comedians you know, like the different things that you just surround your life with it starts echoing into your life you let it in but the reality is we want to be without blemish it says in uh philippians 2:14 through 16 do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain holding fast to the word of life and this is why it's so important he's like hang on to the words of life what are the words of life it's his word it's his holy spirit you know, when we hang on to the God's word as we see our circumstances, the way we see ourselves and we see others, we take this to prayer, right? Cause like, we're trying to figure like, okay, how do you take this to the w- word? How do you, how do you do that? Like, do you just here? I'm taking it to the word. Like, I just, how do you do that? Like you may not have done that before. You're like, I don't know what to do, but it's really cool. Cause like, we've been going through this book and I'm just reading through it, and it's just a very simple process. This going deeper. It's a perfect example of what we're called to do. Identify what you're struggling with, the mindset. Okay, Lord, I'm bringing this to you in prayer, and I'm going to write it down because I'm I'm letting it be your prayer. I'm going to let it be your problem because I don't know what to do with this. Like you know, the concerns that are in your mind. Like you know, maybe it's siblings, maybe it's maybe it's it's you know friends or your workplace or just maybe maybe it's especially our own hearts, the way we are doing things. Um, So we bring it, we write it down. And we say okay god i'm taking this to you i'm making every matter god's matter i'm making it your matter your perspective we bring it to him and we ask him for his perspective okay so i've got this problem i'm saying lord this is the problem i'm having this is the challenge i don't know what to do with this or i don't know how to see this and we say god this is what i see this is my concern this is my burden or my hurt." What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? And then from there, wait on him, right? It says we, we are slow to anger, slow to speak, slow to anger, taking it to the Lord in prayer. And what he does is he gives us, sometimes he gives us a little word. Maybe it's just one word. Maybe it's a phrase. Okay, God, that sounds like a, you know, something from your word, but I don't know. You said patience. Okay, well then, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use this wonderful resource called the concordance. And I'm going to go ahead and look up patience. And I'm just going to do a Bible study on this for a second. Not because I'm being like, oh, God's word's going to be. Like, once you start looking through, like, okay, God, you gave me that word. I'm trying to think of how to be this and endure. I don't know how to do this. And then in his word, it says how. It says, okay, be patient. And then you start looking like, okay, that's what you're calling me to do. Now I'm going to pray this back to you because I don't know how to do this. Because it says in your word, do this. I don't know how to do that. I can't do that in my own strength. Holy Spirit, help me to walk in this. And so you assign, you have your prayer and you have the word of God and you match this up and you pray in agreement with that. And from there... You wait on, so you wait on, you take that word, you take that phrase, you bring it to him. And the reason why we do this is because we're not trying to align ourselves with our own perspectives or be an echo chamber. God's not always in agreement with us. He's not in agreement with the way we're acting. Sometimes we're acting out of alignment. And he's like, no, I want to bring you back into alignment. I want you to think the way I think of things. I want you to be patient the way I'm patient with you. I want you to see you the way I see you. The, the things that are alignment. It, so we read the word, and this is important. I don't, I don't want us to ever get away from the word. Because we can't just be Holy Spirit only. Holy Spirit out of the word is out of alignment. We need to say, okay, God, in your word, you say this. I agree with it. Holy Spirit, help me understand this word. Help me understand this perspective. And that word becomes our prayer language. Like I, I, was, you know, I was talking with, I, you know, I think it was Keith, we were just talking this week. Was like, my prayer language has changed so much. Like you should have seen me 10, 15 years ago. Like, My prayer language is not the same way it is as now. The way I pray, the way I'm agreeing with the Lord, the way I intercede, it's different. The confidence level, everything is shifted. But the only thing I, I was been trying to think, of like, what changed between now and then? Well, first of all, I read and prayed his word. I read and I would pray. I didn't understand that, but I pray and I'm like, Lord, I'm in agreement with this, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And then I got, I was receiving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit started working in me. He's like, here's how you walk this out. Here's how I can show you, revela- give you revelation on this. And so what we do is we take his word into our problems. We take our word into our hurts and our burdens. And we align it with our prayer life. We do this because we want our every, our every breath to be of love, of praise, of giving him glory. Because that's why we align our prayer life to His. We are, we align our perspective to His. We align our words to His. And this is what we're fighting for. This is what we desire. Like right? I, I, we want our words to be His words, right? We don't want it to be just whatever we say. I mean, I hope so, right? <laughs> like we we want our words to matter in the kingdom. We want our words to not just break people. Like if 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 you, if you heard like somebody say, "Man, like well," sometimes we hear that your words hurt me. Like, man, that's not what my desire was. But God's like, that's not my desire for you either. So you need to shift your language to my language, your words to my words, the way your heart to my heart. And we're going to be focusing a lot on Colossians 3. Um, 3 1 through 17. So if you want to open your Bible, to so look at that it might make it a little easier to keep track of things And I love again. I love reading your Bible. I love out of your Bible I love having it open and it gives you kind of some practice. So if you don't have it, that's all right if you do have it awesome, i'm gonna even have mine open just because it's just it's just good <laughs> It's good. It's a good practice to just look at it and to get it in context because so there's things that come before and and you can you can do a small Bible study While I'm talking This is what happens to me Sometimes when people are teaching And I'm listening I'm like ooh that, That's a nice Bible study And I start writing notes On the side Like oh, this is where God's leading me It's God's bunny trail as I call it um, His bunny trail He wants to take me somewhere else And that's okay I mean again I know that you're trying to listen But I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit So if he's leading you somewhere A little bit different That's okay So we're going to be reading out of, uh, all of Basically all of Colossians 3 Um, Well, most of it Most of it, okay Um, If then you have been raised with Christ Seek the things that are above Where Christ is Seated at the right hand of God Set your minds on things that are above Not on things that are on earth For you have died Your life is hidden with Christ and God And when Christ, who is your life, appears Then you will also appear with him in glory Put to death Therefore what is earthly in you Sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry on account of these the wrath of god is coming in these two you once walked when you were living in them but now you must put them all away anger wrath malice slander and obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another seeing that you've put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. With thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we're going to take this passage and we're going to break it down a little bit. We've, we've got two points. First of all, we've been raised with Christ. We have access to his perspective. Isn't that exciting to think about? We have access to his perspective. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. We're going to focus on that a little bit. If then you have been raised with Christ, right? We've been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. We have access to the things that are above. And why? Because you've died. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. So when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. There's so much, again, wrapped up in Colossians 3. We've, we've been raised with Christ. Again, we're dead in our trespasses, right? This is something that we, we kind of forget. We forget that we're dead. We're, we're, we're no longer our own. We were, don't you know that you are, you're dead? You've been bought at a price. This is, you are Christ's. We were full of sin, but Christ made us alive in him when we were buried with him. It talks about right before that, Colossians two nine through twelve um, in him, I'm going to start with i I'll just read the whole thing. for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of, of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with circumcision, made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh. By the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith and the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. We have been raised with Christ. We have been, we have access through Christ. We've been raised to higher places. We have access to a higher perspective. The greater things that are, accept, are now accessible through Christ. I mean, this is not a call to say that we were just dead and that was it. That's not the end. Now we are alive. We are alive in Christ. We've been raised up with Christ. We have access to Jesus as an, Jesus in his heart. We get to hear from the Father through the Holy Spirit. We can talk the way he did. We can have access to that. So like when we're setting our mind, again, this is about our mindset first and then our words. Because when we think of things of Christ, when we are meditating on him when we say, God, I want your perspective, he isn't saying, well, no. No, he's saying, yes, come up, look up, see the things that I have for you. I have a perspective for you. We have full access to Jesus. This is a call to set our minds on the things that are above, not on the temporary things on earth. Let's see here. Uh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. <clears throat> but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love that one, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By by grace, you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. He has raised us up and seated us in the heavenly places. We have access. We have perspective. We have you know, again, like, when you don't, have you, if you guys have flown before, most of you have flown, I would imagine. Most of us, have all of us flown? Is there somebody that hasn't flown a plane, in a plane? All right, Ben, I, all right, I'm sorry. Someday it'll happen. And if not, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but it's just like the reality, like when you see, and you can use, I mean, we see videos, we have like, you see what you see. Like if, if you're in New York City, okay. You have New York City. And you're looking up like this all the time. And you're like, I can't get any perspective. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm lost. It was actually kind of fun. I was going to be there like just one time. But it's just overwhelming when you're there. And you're like, I don't know where I'm at. I see this. And there's a really long street of buildings. And man, this seems like kind of big. But I kind of feel a little lost. And I just have no perspective. And then you get in a plane. And you see New York City. And then you're like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's huge but you have a different perspective. New York looks different to you. It looks so different. The whole thing that we saw, you know, we're we're stuck in the mud and the and the dirt and the weirdness and you know just all of New York City. But but again, like but it looks beautiful from up here. It looks different from up here. So we get perspective. We get this place of seeing what God sees, seeing the beauty of what he sees. Again, so that in the coming ages, you might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. As we behold the immeasurable riches, like we we're witnessing the grace and kindness of Jesus that he's filled with. We're, we're looking at him. We're, we're seated with him. We're beholding him. We're experiencing the love that he has for us. Again, what we behold is what we're filled with. And what we're filled with is what we speak we're filled with love, we'll speak love. If we're filled with negativity and just grumpiness, I and mean, again, we're, we, we could be at work. Again, this is not to say stop going to your workplace because it's negative, because that won't fly. That won't fly, you will lose your job, you will not work, it will not go very well for you. Again, we are surrounded by negativity at work, but the reality is set your mind on things above because that's what's bigger. That's what's greater than the negativity around you that's what's greater than it. like when you say okay lord my job kind of stinks right now again like he'll he'll make some things that'll touch i mean i talked about like the job that you know i again i'm not saying you pray for people to get fired but i pray for people something to change because <laughs> like i you know you get in the customer service jobs you get in the jobs where you're around people that are just not fun to be around you, you know those people um we are those people sometimes we're not fun to be around with and um But the reality is, that is what we're stuck with. So God's like, okay, get my perspective for this. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, Lord, I can't do this job with this one person. I'm like, I can only pay, it's just this one person. like, Lord, if nothing doesn't change this person, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so, praise the Lord, that person did get fired. Not that I'm praying for them to get fired, but there was a lot of things of why that person was very negative. They were sneaky, they were deceptive, and, and that came out, it came out into the light. So anyway, not to... Put all on that, but like that reality is God's. Like, don't look at it just for how I, how you see it. Yes, you're stuck here, but look at it the way I see it. And everything did shift. He's like, I will change things for you for the betterment of that person. Because again, like that's a whole long story right there. Uh, I think I've shared this before. The person was stealing Vicodin. And it's never a really good idea to just do that at a pharmacy. Um, they'll catch you. Um, but they were working there. They stole Vicodin, and then. Um, They got fired. They got prosecuted. It was very uncomfortable. She always, this person would always make fun of me about my faith. And I would just try to be nice about it. And just, I was very honest. I just love with the love of Christ as much as I could. Um, But what happened was that person came back in and was allowed to come in to apologize. It was really awkward because she wanted to apologize to me. Like she wanted to come in and apologize. She's like, I treated you awful. You, just, you were so kind, and I just treated you awful. And, and she just, just confessed. She's like, I really am sorry for how I treated you. Again, fast forward five, five, six years later, I bumped into her again. I was on my way to meet with some friends, and I'm like, I know you. <laughs> and then she's like, just sharing what God's been doing in her life. Again, like this is, and Jesus was just saying, he's reminding, he's like, you know, he's speaking, he's like, this is the purpose. You saw this person's driving you nuts at work. And that's all you could see. I saw this is not good for her. And it's not good for you. I want what's best for both of you. That's the eternal perspective. That's a bigger picture than I could have ever picked. I couldn't have guessed that God was at work in that way. But he's like, partner with me in prayer. Pray for that person. Yes, they're driving you crazy. But pray with them for them anyway, because I'm at work in their lives. What if I have a bigger picture for this person? So he's saying, set your mind on things above, not the one things you see. Not the things you see. Again, what we are beholding is what we're filled with. We want to be filled with the love of Christ, the patience, the kindness, and the grace of Christ. The immeasurable, immeasurable riches of his grace. Again, right, Luke 6.45, we talked about this, I think, last week. The good person out of the good treasure the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So we want God to saturate, consume our hearts with his love. So point number two, we put on the new self. We're renewed in the knowledge of Christ. We're being renewed. We're putting on. It says in Colossians, uh, I'm going sit up there for a second, but Colossians 3, 5 through 9, put to death Therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and covetous, which is idolatry. You guys got that written down I was going to go to the next passage. I just want to make sure you don't, you can read along with me. Oh, wow, that's really small. I didn't change that one. Sorry. Never mind. You guys can't read that one. Okay. <laughs> I can barely read that one. So, <laughs> on account of these, the wrath, the wrath of God is coming. And these two, you two, once walked when you were living in them. But now... You must put them all away, put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth, and do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, put to death our old ways. Put to death our old ways—the way we once lived in sin. You know what we lived like. You know what we were once were. Some of us remember like just like it was yesterday. Like oh. And it breaks our hearts when you think of the way you lived. Because, yeah, you can say, yes, I was. I was very, uh, you know, you know. We can think about the passion, the evil desire, the covetousness. But, like, the reality is something that's kind of more keen to me. I'm just going to focus on the way we talked, which is anger, wrath, which is extreme anger, malice, which is ill will, slander, and obscene talk, lying to one another. It's like, put those to death. They're dead. Put them away. They're no longer allowed to be on your lips. Like, he doesn't want them to be on our lips. That's, again, like, these are the way things we are saying. The things we're beholding. What we used to behold. That was what filled us with anger, wrath, extreme anger, or malice, which is ill will, or slander and obscene talk. Again, like we're like you know we say things about people. I say things about people. make like, he's like, put those away. Those are not of you. Because this is the way we once operated in. But now our life is hidden in Christ. Which means we are a new creation. That we're being renewed in knowledge after the image of our creator. Again, right in uh, Colossians 10. And then have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the, no- the knowledge of the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek and Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised. Barbarian, Scythian, slave free. But Christ is all and in, in all. So put on what we put on. We put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We bear with one another. We we and if we have a complaint against somebody, we forgive one another. This is what God's again, this is these sound easy to say. We can read through these pretty quickly, but we're like, Lord, I have struggled with this one. Ooh, Lord, that one's a hard one. <laughs> you know, humility, forgiving one another. Those are hard ones. But forgiving one another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you indeed were called in one body. And be thankful. There's a lot of things here. Again, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I'm going to break it apart. I'm going, to, I'm going to like go through it and read through it, but I also want to break it apart because there's so many parts here. that He's saying, put on. We're called to be holy and beloved, to know that we are deeply loved, to acknowledge it and to love Him in return. He's like, put it on. Know that you are holy, set apart, and you are loved, dearly loved. Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Meekness is submissiveness. Again, like how we see Jesus, we're not like being a bunch of like again, like we're not being the, the doormat to everybody's life. Again, like but but, but at the same time. What was Jesus? He was the doorway. He was the way that laid himself down. So maybe we need to be a little bit of a doormat. Like not in the way that we think of it as. But man, as the way Jesus lived? Because as we're looking at this, he was holy and set apart. He was beloved. He was compassionate, kind, humble. And he was submissive and patient. And he Man, how many times did he bear with all of us and our, our ignorance and our ridiculousness? But he's saying, bear with one another. Forgive one another. Put on love. Put on love. Like it's like you put on like, like your, they're your garments. It would be weird to go out the door without your clothes on. You'd be like, there's something wrong here. It's like, put it on. Again, like he talks about later, put on the armor of God. He's talking about like things. Receive it from me. Put it on. We'll talk about 1 Peter 5 in here in a second, but he like, put it on. Forgive one another. Put on love. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, not fear. I'm putting that there. Not fear rule your hearts, because that can happen. Fear lets us, makes us do some really dumb things, very um, crazy things. It, it causes us to think irrationally. But God's like, no, I want the peace of Christ to dwell in your hearts richly. I want to settle you. Keep you centered. Be and then be thankful. Be thankful. This is actually I was talking with a pastor friend of mine because we were talking about like how do we how do we walk through the day? How do we approach the day? It was just real, it was really encouraging to hear. I was like okay because we were all like how do you do life together? Like how do you pursue God and keep up with the things that you're doing and just, just take the time? He's like first of all when I get up in the morning I just start thanking God for whatever whatever's on my mind. I just start thanking Him for it. He's like, that helps me to start my day thinking of Jesus, thinking of what he's done. Even if it's not great, even if it's the hard things, I'm so thankful. I'm like, I'm thinking about him. I'm making him the first thing and the only thing and the one thing all throughout the day. Be thankful. He's like, it sets my whole day up. And he says, let the word of God be in you or dwell in you richly. Again, we talk about that. Like, what dwell in you richly? What does that mean? Read it. Pray it, write it, declare it. Those things will help it settle in you. Again, I'm not really good. I love Google. I I really love Google for the fact that I can look up a phrase and find the an address of the verse. I struggle with that. I wish I knew the addresses better, but I don't. That's just my struggle. But I do know the rough idea of where it's at. So you know, thank you, Lord, for Google, and hopefully, it never goes down for that reason. Um, but that's the idea. It's like. But it's in me. There's verses I'm like, I don't even know if that was a song or if that was a verse. And 99% of the time, it is a verse. It's in me. Whenever I think of things, I'm like, oh, that phrase. Yes, I remember that phrase. I remember that part of the verse. And I start repeating it more. And the more I repeat it, the more I remember it. And declare it. Let it dwell in you richly. And how do you, that's what I love. He said, let it dwell in you richly. You know how you do that? Start talking about it. Encourage one another with it. Sing it. All different ways. He's like, sing it in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Sing it. Declare it. Let the word of God be in you and teach it to others. Share it with others. That doesn't mean say, I've got this. And go, no, it's like, did you know this? Isn't this cool? I didn't know this. Just look at this. We're learning together. I'm teaching you what I'm learning. That's okay. Like, just share the love of Christ, just share these verses that are sticking out to you. I always love that. Those was my favorite times. Like, with me, when me and Michelle would we have those little moments, we're like, man, did you know this? This is cool. And just we start teaching each other, and like, we're just excited about what God's teaching us. But that's how we do it. It has to be in us, it has to be dwelling in us richly. Again, above all else, let everything, your words, your deeds, everything you do be worship. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We put on thankful hearts, we thank him, we give him glory. Everything we're doing is worship. You know, we had worship, music, if that's not always, we always just, that, that's worship. Now we're done with worship and we move on to other better, bigger, whatever things. Like, so, no, this was, That was just singing, one attribute. And then teaching is, hopefully, we're worshiping the Lord as we're thinking of the word together as I'm talking about this. And as you go into the life group, you're still worshiping because you're sharing what God's doing in you. You're reading his word. You're letting it be in your heart. And it's sinking in. It's dwelling in you richly. And you're, you're talking about what God's done. And you're hearing from others what God's done. And you're working together. And you're spurring one another on. It's becoming worship. And then when you go and serve, right now, they're downstairs. And they're teaching kids. And they're not doing big, deep theology things. But it's worship. They're serving these little ones. They're teaching and admonishing. That's worship down there. But I love this idea of putting things on. First Peter 5, 5 through 7. It says, You who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility. Clothe yourselves. Put it on. Put it on. Be clothed in humility toward one another for god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you i urge you to read the verses after i wanted to add it in there and i just was not sure again like i have a tendency of going really long so i didn't want to go really really long um but i encourage you read first peter five Cast all your anxieties upon Him, and it talks even further about that. But I want to—I want you to read it for yourselves. Please read it for yourselves. But as we do this, as we put on humility, as we put on these um, kind and compassionate hearts, and put on meekness—the being willing to serve and come low—and as we put on patience, as we put on love, again, all these things help us to bear with one another, to be kind to one another. Because if you think that we're never going to be annoying, we're all going to be annoying to somebody. We're going to hurt somebody. I'm going to say something stupid. We're going to hurt and offend one another at some point because that's who we are. We're people working and trying to work with the love of Christ, but the reality is we do things. So the idea is like if there's a problem, that if I would pray that you would come to me and say, you know what, Caleb, you said something. I would hope that you would talk to me. Because you, first of all, you you dealt with me, you you bore with me a little bit, but you also you came to me so that way, I can walk in repentance, and again. I'm not saying we're all going to do it easy. And I, I wrestle with this. Sometimes you're like, man, I wish you would have said it this way. But the reality is like, the reality is I, we all hurt one another. And like, I wish I wouldn't have done that at all. That's my dis- big, deepest desires. I wish I would never hurt anybody's feelings. But the idea is like, we want to come in with grace and with meekness and humility and patience and bear with one another. Now you're like, okay, how does it have to do with our words? How does it have to do with every breath? It's because, first of all, our mindset, we have put on things. We have put a a mindset. We've said, okay, God, I'm setting my things, my eyes, my eye gaze on you and the way you see things. And I'm taking the things that are of you, which is compassion, kindness humility I'm putting him on I'm taking it from straight from the hand of Jesus cuz this is the way he was clothed this is the way he operated this is what he has for us this I'm putting it on and I'm saying God I want to walk and be clothed the way you are I want to be live my life the way you lived your life I want to walk in humility we're putting on Christ like right? we're hidden in Christ we're putting on Christ we're hidden in Christ, in the clothing and the beauty and the compassion of Christ, and it helps us to walk in wisdom and patience and hope and humility and in kindness. Our words become kinder. And I'm going to go a little further. Uh, Colossians four two through six. This is just a little further, and it's, again, it's in the same vein because Colossians talks a lot about things, They're putting on the new self, and then it talks about husbands and wives, how you need to walk with one another, how you need to love one another. Husbands, love your wives as lo- Christ loved the church. Talking about this, don't be harsh with them. Don't be harsh with them. Love your wives, do not be harsh with them. With your words, be kind. Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children. This is all about words. This is all about how we treat one another. Again, it starts from the mindset of Christ, and we come in. And we, this is the way we treat one another. We don't do it as eye service. Again, slaves obey in everything. Those who are your earthly masters, not way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart. This again, like I'm, I'm reading through it, but I'm getting to this part here. Colossians 4, 2 through 6, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Keep that thanks, thankful heart. Man, when do you get to that plan of, place of complaining, grumbling, Again, we're talking about grumbling and complaining again. Like, he's like, no, be thankful. That's the opposite spirit. Again, I, I think I hinted a little bit, or not hinted. I was like, I talked about gossip, and I, like, I feel kind of bad because I was like, I didn't want to say that. I, I just want you all to know, I wasn't saying you're all gossiping, but also I'm not letting you off the hook to think if, just in case you are gossiping, <laughs> stop it. Okay? I just want to make sure, because like I realize I'm like, I said it a few times, didn't I? <laughs> I don't want you to feel like that was what I was hinting at. Like, I'm just going to, I'm catching you. I'm watching. I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I just, I just want to make sure that that's what churches are known for. We do that. We either do it two ways. We talk about it a bunch and complain about it, or we don't talk about it at all. And we don't grow. There's two bad ways. It's we harbor anger and bitterness or we harbor anger and bitterness through gossiping about it. So it's both are bad. We don't, we're not bearing with one another remotely. That's not bearing with one another. That's not coming in love. So we're talking, again, I don't want to focus on the, the sin. I don't like doing that. I don't like giving sin even any bit of glory because, man, it's just, we don't want to do that. We want to, like, what? Are, what's the opposite spirit of that? A thankful heart. Bearing with one another. Mercy. Forgiving one another. Go to that person and talk to them. It's not easy. But it's worth it. But we do that. We continue steadfastly in prayer. We take it to God. We say, God, make this. This is your burden. Not mine anymore. This is your problem. Not mine anymore. How do I deal with this? Yes, this is a circumstance I'm walking in. But it's yours now. Not mine anymore. How do we do this? And Lord, thank you that it's yours. Thank you that I can take everything to you in prayer. Thank you that you care about my, my hopes, my dreams, my frustrations. That I can take all my anxieties to you. That you can take it. Because you care for me. And at the same time, pray also that God may open again. talks about the open, for, open to us a door for, for the word. To declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison. And that I may make it clear this is how I ought to speak. He's talking about, like, man, because this, this is, it's in the same vein. Like, how does God get the glory? Through the way we stay steadfast in prayer and the way we operate, the way we stay sensitive to the way God's going to do things. Because our words matter. When we share God's glory, when we share the testimony of what He's done, when we share the gospel, those words matter. Every breath matters. Everything we do matters. Everything we say. So we're like, Lord, I'm going to take this first to you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm taking all my anxiety to you. Be ready. I'm, I'm coming with all of it. But I'm going to come and say, Lord, I want, I'm choosing now. There's 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 the I'm surrendering and now I'm choosing thankfulness. I'm receiving, I'm getting your perspective. I'm saying, Lord, Thank you for this person that I have in my life that is a thorn in my side right now that I can take it and it's provoking me to you. Thank you for this person because it's making me closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for that person because, Lord, I know that you love them. I don't know what you're doing through them. I don't know why they're in my life, but thank you, Lord. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Lord, for that person. Lord, help me to be an instrument because in the same vein, he's not talking separately. He's like, because I want the gospel to be shared. I want an open door for the word. I want to declare the mystery of Christ. Again, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Verse five, making the best use of the time. Make the best use of your time. How much time do we spend grumbling, complaining? A lot. What does that do for your mindset when you're going through a grocery store? Or when you're on your things and your life, your busyness, you're grumbling and you're complaining all by yourself, all by yourself. He's like, and your door is there. He's like, no, help me to stay steadfast in prayer, to have the mindset of Christ. So that way, when I can get my head out of, you know, where I can start thinking about what, you know, what I can think about what you think about. I can see with your perspective. I can see people for the way you see them and the door will be opened and my breath will matter. And I'll speak to somebody and it doesn't have to be grandiose. It just has to be ready. But here's how it needs to be. Let your speech always be gracious. Oh, Lord, help us with that one season with salt so that you may know how to, you ought to answer each person because you're going to have people that are going to be angry that you shared it. So he's like, no, have the mindset of Christ so that when you share, let it be salty. Let it be life giving. Again, I'm just kind of laughing because I was just, as I was getting through this, I'm like, okay, be salty, right? Be Not, not salty. But be salty, okay? <laughs> that makes sense. Don't be salty and sassy. Um, but be salty. Be filled with salt. And I think about Matthew. I think about Matthew five, thirteen through sixteen, because again, Philippians two, fifteen. It says, "Don't grumble and complain, right? Don't grumble and complain that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world." As lights, and he's talking about lights, and he's like, also keep the same mindset of Christ, so that way when you do speak, it's full of salt and light and love. It's full of life. You are salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall it be? Its saltiness be restored? You start thinking about the way you talk. Man, we get so in a cycle of bad communication, bad. Perspective, Bad mindset. We're grumpy. We're negative. We, we get in that. We spiral it. We stay in it for a while. He's like, no, be salty. Be the salt of the earth. But don't let it lose its taste. Don't let it become nothing. How shall saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are especially when we don't grumble and complain, when we don't look like it again. Like, when you're at the workplace, don't look like them. Not because we're trying like, I don't want to look like you. Like, no, I'm setting my mind on Christ. I can't tell you how many times when I've been in that place, praise God, I don't know how, people have seen there's something something different about you. Again, I worked in customer service. It isn't fun. I worked in customer service for pharmacy, which is even less fun than most customer service jobs. And that was for like five, six years. And then I did that with, you know, with Trader Joe's. And I've, I've worked in some really weird places. And it, Again, and I worked in film, and that's a dark place right there. If you're working the film industry, it's just a bunch of negative, grumpy people. But man, there's something that happens when you just are you in the light of Christ. You shine. When you don't grumble and you don't complain and you work. I mean, again, like I do as unto the Lord. I don't do it for anybody's glory. I just do it. I'm having fun. Yes, it's not fun wrapping 500 feet of cord. A few of them. <laughs> it's a long process. There's a lot of things that happen. It's not fun to serve people pills and run all day long. It's like, it's, that's not my idea of fun. I wouldn't choose that. But what I, what I look at is, man, this is where I got put to do this. And when I, just do it, and I have the mindset of Christ. I'm not grumbling and complaining. I'm holding my words, and and at the end of the day, when that moment opens, that door opens, and it does. People ask, "There's something different about you. There's something about you." And they'll, I'll have a conversation. I never talked about Jesus a bunch. I didn't just go Jesus. And I can come in like I, I, they just know something's different. I wouldn't hesitate to talk about Jesus, but man, it wasn't like I was wearing my Jesus T-shirt at all. I was not. They didn't know, but they could see something different in me. The way I would work, the way I would hold my tongue, the way I wouldn't complain. The way I would just, yes, I would do it as unto the Lord. And then I would have great opportunities to share the gospel. And it was so cool. But man, it has to be that place of where we speak. It has to be, first though, the way we think, the way we set our mind on Christ. The way we think, the way we speak, and the way we live, our words are to be light and salt. And as we abide in His love and as we engage with His Spirit, the way we speak is salt. The way we maintain our hearts and love, not grumbling and complaining, we will shine like stars in a very dark world. There's a lot of people talking. Being still and being kind and being gentle is unusual. It's unusual. We're not passive. We're not, we're not passive about this. This is a very, this is, this is a warfare, a silent warfare that no one knows. We're taking it to the Lord. We're interceding. We're praying. We're sending our, we're taking it to the Lord engaged and giving it to him. It, it makes it so much sweeter, so much easier when we just give it to him.